Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you apply to a particular school being highlighted in a given episode, you should listen to all of them, as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Don't forget to visit our website, www.collegeadmissionstalk.com, or the show notes of each episode to access the alphabetical list of all the colleges available with the related audio link to the right of each school. The alphabetical list provides you with on-demand access to all of the episodes so that you may listen whenever you wish. And if you want to receive links to episodes before they are released on the podcast, along with other related resources, please fill out the email opt-in form also available on our website and in the show notes of each episode. Lastly, please email me with any questions or comments at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today Janelle Abatista, who's the Assistant Director of Undergraduate Admissions at Loyola Marymount University in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Janelle, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on today, John. I'm excited to talk to you and to share a little bit more about Loyola Marymount University. It is an honor and a pleasure. We are so grateful that you are here, Janelle. So let's get right to it. What is it about LMU that makes it so appealing for so many students to want to apply and ultimately attend? All right. Well, I think it comes down to three main components. LMU is the only mid-sized Catholic Jesuit university in Southern California. So identity, size, and location. And I want to elaborate a bit more on to what that means to us as an institution and how these three aspects really create the community that draws so many students to LMU. Our Jesuit identity is a huge part of who we are as an institution. I don't know if you know this, there are 27 Jesuit colleges and universities in the United States and close to 200 Jesuit institutions of higher learning all around the world. So LMU is actually part of this global education tradition that's been around for almost five centuries. And as a Jesuit institution, we really view education as a path forward for both our students and society. The Jesuit education model has really withstood the test of time, and it provides our students with this worldwide academic prestige, along with well-rounded opportunities. So the mission of LMU is the encouragement of learning, the education of the whole person, and the service of faith and promotion of justice. And so you could see these tenets of our mission really played out through our Jesuit identity. Um, So you have the Jesuit ideals such as reflection and discernment, right? So it's this natural curiosity for the world around us and the decisions that we make. So at LMU, learning really transcends the classroom 
and that our students are encouraged to seek out their learning experiences outside of the courses that they're enrolled in. So that goes back to the encouragement of learning. Um, it's this love of learning and growth amongst our students that you see throughout their college journeys. And so it starts in their high school careers as well. It's those students who take advantage of the honors or AP courses, or they find what they're passionate about academically, and they dive deeper into that subject matter. So it's really that love of learning that continues to develop when they come to LMU. There's also the idea of uh, care personalis or care for the whole person. So whether it's the resources at our university or starting with the admission process, each and every person is cared for in a holistic manner. So while that intellectual curiosity and that thirst for knowledge that I mentioned earlier is at the heart of a Jesuit education, we also acknowledge that intellect is only one facet of the human experience. So by focusing on education of the whole person, LMU really seeks out to provide this educational experience that integrates the mind, body, and spirit. And so students are able to grow academically, socially, and professionally. And then there's also the modus or the more. So that restless underbearing that really asks us to do more. So how are we able to approve upon this? How do we motivate ourselves? Um, and it really just goes back to the bigger picture of it all. And then in addition to our Jesuit identity, another really big draw for folks is our size. So we're a mid-sized institution. So that puts us at roughly 6,600 undergraduate students. We're large enough to offer a wide variety of academic and co-curricular and professional opportunities, but still small enough to have those smaller, more personalized learning experiences and class sizes. So the sense of community that you get on campus is absolutely incredible. People at LMU genuinely care about each other and help them to grow to be the best versions of themselves. So you'll see students involved in multiple clubs, organizations, consistently promoting service and justice. And because folks are so involved with many different things, it's easy to continue meeting new people and expanding your network throughout your years at LMU. So being involved helps to open many different doors for many different people, and it makes it easy to explore your passions and to be an all-around happy person. Um, we always like to say that, according to the Princeton Review, LMU is actually ranked number 16th for happiest students, which I think is really important at the end of the day. I don't think people think about this enough, but think about where you're going to be happy, right? You're going to spend a decent amount of time at your college or university, and so you want to be happy there, right? Absolutely. And then going back to size, so our average class size is only 19 students, and this allows you to be in direct contact with your professors who truly care about you as a whole person. Our faculty get to know students on an individual basis and are truly invested in student success. They know when you show up to class, when you're doing well, and they'll reach out to you if you happen to miss a class or if you need a little bit of extra support in order to reach your full potential. So they care about you, not as just a student, but as a whole person. And diving deeper into academics, we organize our majors into five academic colleges. You have our Bellarmine College of Liberal Arts, our College of Business Administration, College of Communication and Fine Arts, our Seaver College of Science and Engineering, and our School of Film and Television. And these are all absolutely incredible programs to be involved in. So starting with our Bellarmine College of Liberal Arts, this is the heart of our liberal arts education that we provide. It's our oldest and largest college at LMU. In addition to being home to most of our core curriculum courses, it also houses all of our social sciences and interdisciplinary majors. So some of these include psychology, political science, English, and journalism, to name a few. 
And many students actually come to LMU undeclared, and that's okay. College should be a time for exploration. It's the place to explore those different disciplines you never heard of or learn about new career paths that you haven't been exposed to yet and discover new passions. So the Bellarmine College of Liberal Arts does an incredible job of helping all of our students to do that with its breadth and depth of offerings. And then you have our College of Business Administration, which emphasizes business as a force for good. So all of our business students take your typical business core classes, so the introductory courses into all of our different fields so that you have a solid understanding of all business areas. Then you also take a business for good class so that you have that ethical grounding as well. And so students can either apply directly into one of our six business majors, so accounting, entrepreneurship, finance, information systems, and business analytics, management and leadership, or marketing, or they could apply as business undeclared because you have that core grounding um, where you're taking those introductory courses within all the different majors before you build up in your upper division courses. And then we have our College of Communication and Fine Arts, which brings together a wide range of disciplines and performance, fine arts, and communication, which ties in our theoretical, technical, and practical experiences. We actually drop our student-faculty ratio down to five to one within wow. this college, so students receive really individualized attention, and they have a humanistic education with skills and leadership opportunities to create a more just world. So you have our art history, communication studies, dance, music, studio arts, and theater arts all housed here. And then next we have our Seaver College of Science and Engineering. And so we ensure that our students have hands-on learning experiences through our lab-based classrooms and ensure that research is really embedded in every discipline. So you could have access to research projects as early as your first semester at LMU. And we also ensure that your experiences take you beyond the classroom. So whether you're interested in more of the natural sciences and want to take advantage of our Coastal Research Institute to restore and enhance the Santa Monica Bay and other local coastal waters, or maybe you're more interested in the engineering side of things and you want to get integrated into our CubeSat program and help to launch an operational satellite into space. We want to ensure that our students have tons of opportunities to get integrated and have hands-on learning experiences way beyond your traditional classroom experience. And lastly, we have our School of Film and Television, which is consistently ranked among the best film schools in the country and is consistently named within the top 10 film schools in the US by The Hollywood Reporter. And so this is attributed back to our small class sizes, cutting edge facilities and innovative student-centric curriculum, which provides unique opportunities for our students to really hone their technical and creative skills as they prepare to become the next generation of storytellers, scholars, and industry leaders. And so with that, the small class sizes and the wide breadth of academics as well, it's really important for our students to know that we all stay grounded within our core curriculum. Um, it's pretty common for our students to expand beyond their academic pursuits or their primary major by adding on additional majors or minors as well. And typically this stems from our liberal arts course. So this focuses on developing communication skills, critical thinking, uh, analytical skills as well through 13 big ideas or themes. And then finally, the big draw to LMU goes back to our location. So we're located in the west side of Los Angeles. It's a little bit more residential where we are. We are a safe, self-contained campus about two and a half miles from the beach. And we're situated up on this beautiful bluff. So you have views from campus that span the Pacific Ocean, the skyline. And on the clear day, you could even see the Hollywood sign. 
So we're a 10 minute drive from LAX and situated halfway between Santa Monica and Manhattan Beach. And then right at the base of our campus, at the base of the bluff, is this area known as Silicon Beach, which is home to one of the fastest growing tech, media, and startup company hubs in the nation. So there are a plethora of internship and job opportunities down in Silicon Beach, which benefit all of our students. So to recap, because I know I just said a lot, um, <laughs> what really attracts folks to LMU is our Jesuit identity, being a mid-sized institution, which helps to formulate that strong community and wonderful academic experience, as well as our location in Los Angeles. Well, Janelle, that was an outstanding, thorough, and comprehensive introduction. There truly is something for everyone inside your classrooms and beyond. Being in LA, like you said, you have the beaches, internship opportunities, and I really appreciate that you gave a thorough explanation of all the great programs that you offer. A lot of students reach out to me and ask me to pose the question, what is it like on campus? Could you tell us what is life on campus like for students outside of the classroom at LMU? Certainly, John. So we have this really bright, vibrant campus culture with tons of opportunities on campus and close by in LA. So students are able to get involved with over 200 different clubs and organizations. So at the beginning of the academic year, we host a giant club fair out in Sunken Garden. So all of the different clubs and organizations come out and it's really easy to go around and join a number of different clubs. So everything from service clubs and organizations to student government, to cultural organizations, sororities and fraternities in a social, professional and cultural sense, as well as art organizations like dance, um, improv, acapella, just to name a few. So uh, I would say that the big thing though is participating in service. It tends to be quite popular amongst our students. And I think that ties back to our Jesuit identity, um, but it's not required by the university in any capacity. We complete over 200,000 hours of community service annually, and LMU is actually ranked number four in the nation for students most engaged in community service. I think it's really special given that it's not a graduation requirement to do service. It's very much on our students' own accord through their clubs and organizations. So I think it speaks a lot towards the type of students that LMU attracts. And then for our student government, or ASLMU as we like to call it, uh, they put on large scale events throughout the year as well. So everything from our annual Christmas tree lighting. So this happens right in the center of campus. There is this gigantic Christmas tree that is taller than the buildings on campus. And there's a big countdown to when the Christmas tree lights up and they start blowing fake snow everywhere. And there's hot chocolate and cookies and Iggy, our, the lion who's our mascot, will come out to the Christmas tree lighting as well. So it's really fun. And it's a nice way for the whole community to come together. It's LMU students, faculty, staff, as well as our surrounding neighbors from the Westchester neighborhood that we're located in. And then ASLMU, our student government, also puts on different concerts such as Ballapalooza, which is our big fall kickoff concert, and then After Sunset, which is our spring concert as well. And then another really big group on campus is Maine Entertainment, and this is our student-led entertainment company, and they put on a variety of events for our students, uh, such as open mic nights, outdoor movie nights, and they even take students off the bluff for various events within Los Angeles as well. 
And then in terms of housing, we have 19 different residence halls and apartment buildings all across campus. So for our freshman students, housing is guaranteed your first two years. And then after that, it becomes a lottery system. And students who live off campus tend to live right out our back gates or down in Playa Vista at the base of campus. So they're still within walking distance or we have a shuttle that goes down to Playa Vista. So a, a small ways away and it keeps everybody within the community. And then on campus, there are nine different dining locations and multiple coffee carts. So there is a ton of variety within your food. You'll be very well fed and very well caffeinated. We're home to 21 NCAA Division I and varsity sports teams. So there's always some sort of sporting event going on, a team to cheer on. And we usually have a pretty large student fan section, especially for our basketball games. Our student fan section is called the cage and everyone's usually decked out in red and blue. And there's usually some <laughs> sort of big free giveaway, which is always fun to support our Lions. And then there's also a number of student support services to be aware of to assist you throughout your college journey, which is includes our academic resource center, our ethnic and intercultural services, career and professional development, disability support services, student psychological services, campus ministry and our interfaith uh, communities as well. And it's really common for students to have either an on-campus job or an internship during their undergraduate careers. And we think internships are a really critical component of an LMU education. About 93% of our students take advantage of internships during their college experience. So it helps to build desirable skills and connecting your classroom experiences to real world situations, whether it's in the corporate realm, nonprofit, government, international sectors, there's lots of different ways. And so our students work really closely with career and professional development. And they have access to over 1,500 internships annually through Handshake, which is LMU's online career management portal. And as soon as you're a first-year student, you're able to start identifying different opportunities and working really closely with our career and professional development staff to clarify what your career goals are and discover different opportunities and assemble a strong application. So we think that internships really help students to clarify their career paths, build confidence, and make meaningful connections, which will ultimately lead to a successful outcome post-graduation, right? You want to have that next step lined up. And so for us, for our class of 2021 that graduated last year, we had a 98% success rate for our students within six months of graduation, meaning within six wow. months, they had a job, they were enrolled in grad school, they had that next step in place. Um, and then there's also a lot of recreational and professional opportunities close by in LA, right? You're in Los Angeles. It's an incredible city to take advantage of, whether it's uh, going to the beach, having a bonfire, going hiking, so many different museums, concert venues, live studio audience tapings. You could be a seat filler at really big events like the Oscars or the Grammys, and the food scene <laughs> is fabulous. And then Professionally, LA is home to a variety of different industries, so you're able to get those hands-on experiences in your chosen field, whether it's marketing, environmental science, dance, psychology, production, and so on. So definitely lots to do both on and off campus, and there is never a dull moment. Well, that was a phenomenal introduction, again, with all of the great things that you can do on campus and off campus. As you may know, Janelle, I know quite a few students over the years that actually attended LMU, nothing but amazing accolades and things to say about the university. So thank you so much again for that introduction. If a student, Janelle, is going to attend the college or university, it's important for them to visit campus, if at all possible, before they matriculate as they're going to be there at least for four years and in some cases more. 
So when a student visits LMU, could you share with us what are some of the spots that they must see? And also, what types of questions should they be asking to, in fact, determine whether or not LMU is the right fit for them or not? Um, so for starters, LMU is a beautiful campus. As soon as you step on campus, it is absolutely gorgeous. But I would say there are definitely <laughs> a couple of fan favorite spots on LMU's campus, all of which you'll see if you end up taking one of the official tours of LMU. The first being the bluff. So it is such a serene and beautiful spot. So as I mentioned earlier, this is where you could get an incredible view that spans the Pacific Ocean and all across LA. So it's really gorgeous for sunsets or just relaxing and daydreaming about what LA beholds for you. Um, and some of our upperclassmen who live on campus will live in apartments that are along the blast. So they have these like multi-million dollar views. Absolutely wow. fabulous. <laughs> um, and the bluff is also home to like a couple really cool spots as well. So we have the Garden of Slow Time, which invites our students or those who are seeking peace along the bluff to really slow down and reflect. And if you walk a little bit further along the bluff, you'll come across the Tongva Memorial, which under which honors the Tongva tribe who previously inhabited this area. And then another spot that I always recommend is the Den, which is our student-run coffee shop on campus. And this is a great place to stop by for a coffee and a snack before or after your tour. And just to people watch, you'll see tons of different students in there, whether they're studying, hanging out with friends, passing through on their way to class. I think it's fun just to sit there and ask yourself, are these the type of people that you could see yourself being friends with? Or is this the type of person that you want to become or you want to see yourself become? And LMU students are also super friendly. So I encourage you to go up and say hi to them. Ask what their thoughts are on LMU. Ask what they like, what classes they're taking and things like that. And I promise you, they will have nothing but good things to tell you. And then a third spot I like to recommend on campus is hanging out in Sunken Garden. So this is this beautiful grassy area right across from Sacred Heart Chapel. So it is like your iconic postcard picture view. Uh, you'll see tons of folks hanging out on the grass, playing sports, um, doing yoga. Sometimes classes will come out and sit out there as well. So it's definitely a fun spot to hang out. And then I always encourage folks to figure out if a school is the right fit by asking your tour guide about the different academic programs, whether it's about the different majors, the minors, the core curriculum. Everybody has to take the core, learn what their experience has been like, um, the different research opportunities, what student life is like outside of the classroom. Ask what they like to do for fun. Ask what they did over the weekend or during the week on weeknights. Um, what they like to do for fun and what sort of supports do they actually utilize? Is there a certain career and professional development counselor that is like their go-to ride or die to help them with everything career related? Um, I think these are all great ways to start to figure out what fit looks like for you and if LMU is that fit. And then also ask about admission timelines and application requirements. I think this is really key and important because every institution has slightly different timelines and everyone has slightly different requirements. And so you don't know until you ask, but having the confidence and the courage to speak up and actually ask those questions is really important to do so, so that you're able to stay organized and start that college process. Well, we appreciate that. And Janelle, I was curious, how many applications do you actually review a year and do you represent a specific region? I know a lot of students come to LMU that are from California, but there's also plenty, probably half from what I read, that are from out of state. So again, 
How many applications do you review and do you represent a specific region? Certainly. So last year was our largest applicant pool to date. We had over 21,000 applications, um, which is the most in LMU history. And every application is read by at least two different staff members. For me personally, I read just shy of 5,000 applications last year. So (laughs) that is one of my favorite things is reading applications and really seeing students come to life through their their application process, right? Those students that you've been working with over the years, whether it's starting their sophomore, junior year and getting to know them, visiting them at high schools, them coming to campus, and then I see their name come across my desk. And it's really cool to see that cycle progress. And then in terms of territories, I oversee the East Coast. So New England, Mid-Atlantic, Tri-State, DC, Metro area, Virginia. And then I also oversee Florida as well. We have a different counselor that covers the South in between Florida and up to Virginia. Um, (laughs) But I oversee the East Coast is the main thing. Well, that's terrific. And what are the different ways a student can apply to LMU? And is there a benefit to applying one way over the other? So LMU's application is available on the Common App, Coalition App, and LMU's website. We ask for the same content across the board. So whichever platform you're most comfortable with is the one I encourage you to utilize. We don't have a preference on our end. So whichever one you're most comfortable with. And then in terms of deadlines, there are four different application deadlines to choose from. So the first one comes up on November 1st, and this is for both early action and early decision. Then we have January 8th for early decision two and January 15th for regular decision. It's up to you which timeline works best for you, and there's no one right answer. It's truly what works for you is the one I encourage you to utilize. And so to kind of break down the difference between each of those different timelines. um, So if LMU is like your number one choice, you know, this is where you want to attend. This is the place. This is what you've been dreaming about. Go with early decision or early decision two. These are binding contracts where If you're admitted, this will be the school that you're going to, barring any sort of financial disparities. So for early decision students, you apply November 1, and you'll hear back from us end of November, early December. And so it's nice to know that admission decision before the holiday break, right? You are like one of the first people to hear back about your college admission decision. That's it. You're done. You know. Early decision two, that deadline is January 8th, and you will hear back from us in mid-February. So again, these are binding contracts, uh, meaning if you're admitted, this is the school that you're coming to. And both of these pools, they comprise a very, very small portion of our applicant pool. Next, we have early action. So this deadline is also November 1. And I think this is a great opportunity if you're interested in LMU, you're pretty confident in yourself academically, or maybe you've experienced an upward trend, or maybe you're just really on top of your college application process and you're just (laughs) ready to hit submit. So this allows you to apply early, hear back from us early, you'll hear back from us in mid-December, so still before the holidays, but there's no binding contract involved. And so with early action, you could be admitted, deferred, or denied. And so what I like about this is it gives you the flexibility of if you're admitted, yay, I'm admitted, I already have at least one college admission decision. If you're deferred, then you'll be moved over into the regular decision pool and we'll re-review your application within that larger context and we'll ask for those first semester senior year grades. Or if you're denied, then you could start to look more in depth at other college options, or we could also discuss transferring later on. And then our last admission deadline is a regular decision. So this deadline is January 15th. 
And uh, historically, this is where the bulk of our applicant pool comes in is through regular decision. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that overview. And I really appreciate you sharing all of the deadlines and even information in terms of when they're going to get their decisions. That was fantastic. So Janelle, what is the average profile of the current freshman class and does it differ between students that are in state and out of state? So for our average profile, so this year we had, as I said earlier, over 21,000 applicants, and we had about 1,650 spots available. And so our average GPA was actually a 4.0 weighted. So we recognize a lot of different high schools have a lot of different grading scales and policies. So we'll recalculate GPAs so that scales are able to remain consistent. And so I like to also remind students that this is an average, it's not a minimum, because I know that number sounds scary, but it is not a minimum, and more than half of our admitted students are either below or above that number as well. And so we believe that you're more than just a number, you are more than just a transcript, and that's only a part of the story, but by no means an entire story of who you are. So there is not any sort of minimum GPA within our application process. Um, when reviewing transcripts and school profiles within the application, we'll ask ourselves questions that are including but not limited to, has this student taken advanced or challenging classes based on what's available at your high school? And I think that last part is key, is what's available at your high school. How rigorous is that high school environment that you're in? What kind of grades have you received over the years? Is there a trend, whether it's upwards or downwards, or maybe there was a dip that happened? If so, why was there a dip? What kind of programs are you taking your senior year? Is it challenging? Is it on par with what you've done before? Or maybe you've decided senior year was going to be your easy breezy year and you're not going to challenge yourself at all. So these are all the different types of questions that go through my mind as I'm looking at your transcripts, not just the GPA. And so there's a much larger picture there. So every year we receive uh, thousands of applications from talented, bright, ambitious high school seniors. And while yes, an academic record is a primary factor for consideration given we are an academic institution, we also recognize that your ability and potential can be demonstrated in a plethora of different ways. So earlier we mentioned cura personalis or care for the whole person. And this also applies in our application process. So outside of your academic record, we're also looking at your writing ability, artistic or athletic accomplishments, work or service-related endeavors, your co-curricular activities and achievements, recommendations. We are test optional, so if you submit scores, we will look at them. If you don't submit scores, that's also perfectly fine. For students who do submit scores of our students who are admitted, our middle 50th percentile for the SAT ranged from 1290 to 1420, and for the ACT, it ranged from 28 to 32. And so again, that's the middle 50th percentile, not a minimum, not a maximum. People are above and below those threshold um, benchmark areas. And so uh, there's no minimum GPA or test score requirements for admission to LMU, but admission is selective. We want to look at each candidate's application for indicators of academic achievement, preparation, and potential. In addition to academic accomplishments, we want to see those well-rounded students who demonstrate the potential and willingness to contribute to our community. 
Across the board, regardless of where students are located, the profile comes down to about the same. But if you look up the geographic makeup of our, of our student body, about 10% of our students are international, about 40% are out of state, and about 50% are from California. Well, that's a tremendous overview. And I appreciate how you talk about the whole person and the holistic approach that you take. Of course, you look at the transcript, but you also look at the co-curricular activities, service, recommendation letters, and so much more. We really appreciate that overview, Janelle. Thank you. So what about demonstrated interest? What are some of the things, Janelle, that students do to demonstrate their interest in LMU? And do you, in fact, track such things as part of your overall admissions process? So a demonstrated interest is actually not considered in LMU's admission decisions. What we think is most important is that you have the ability to make an informed decision. So if you have any questions, definitely reach out to us and we're more than happy to answer any questions that you might have. But formal interviews are not required during the application process for LMU. We welcome the chance to meet students and answer all of your questions, but these meetings are not evaluative in nature. No notes are kept and there's no bearing on your admission decisions. And we also provide students and families with lots of opportunities to visit us in person or virtually. In person, we host traditional tours and information sessions along with student panels. And we fully recognize that not everybody has the ability or privilege to physically visit our campus. So we do our best to also bring campus to you. And we do this virtually through our virtual tours, which are led by our tour guides, along with virtual information sessions and student panels. And this fall, we will be once again hosting our virtual series called Experience LMU. And so these are various virtual sessions where you're able to build connections and get access to our accomplished deans of each of those different colleges that we talked about earlier, meet with a number of different professors so you're able to sample classes online in order to experience LMU, and our commitment to academic excellence firsthand. So we want you to be able to make an informed decision when applying to college. We want you to stay engaged with us. Um, so we have all of these different opportunities for you. But as I mentioned, a demonstrated interest is not taken into account when reviewing your application. Well, we appreciate that, Janelle. And with the increase in schools going test optional and the ease in which you could apply to multiple schools thanks to the Common App and the Coalition App, Schools are receiving far more applications than ever before, which you've touched upon, Janelle. So as an admissions professional, how do you determine the number of applicants to accept, waitlist, and even deny when you, in fact, receive far more applications from deserving candidates than seats available? Yes, this is a great question for sure. And so for LMU, we've actually experienced a pretty steady growth year over year within our applicant pool. There hasn't been a gigantic jump in applicants that caused us to drastically change the way that we do things on our end. Um, so when we review our applications and determine the number of applicants to accept, waitlist, and deny, our formula so far has worked out pretty well. And so we've been consistently pleased with the size of our incoming class. And if we end up admitting slightly less than half of our applicants, so around 45%, this places us at just about where we need to be. And so if one year we start to realize that we're over-enrolling, then we'll slightly adjust the next year, or vice versa. If we see that we're under-enrolled, then we might visit the wait list a little bit more. But we're constantly analyzing the makeup of our incoming class based on 
majors, university needs, etc. But right now, we feel pretty confident that we could keep a similar method going more or less, and we should be fine for this upcoming school year as well. Well, we appreciate that insight. Thank you so much, Janelle. And I know that LMU is, in fact, test optional. Can you share what was the percentage of students who applied and who were ultimately admitted who did not submit test scores? So about 42% of our admitted students submitted test scores, which means just over half of our admitted students did not submit a test score. So each student is carefully evaluated based on the information that you've provided. So students who opt not to send us test scores will not be disadvantaged. And students who choose not to submit scores will still be eligible for admission across all of our academic majors and programs, as well as our honors program and they'll be eligible for all of our different merit-based aid scholarships. So as we talked about earlier, LMU has a tradition of holistic review that is consistent with our belief in the education of the whole person. So we look carefully at grades, breadth and depth of academic programs, preparations, special talents, accomplishments, portfolios when required, recommendations, leadership, community service, essays, and test scores have never been the most significant factor in our admission decisions. So students who do not submit test scores will not be required to have any sort of additional material beyond our normal requirements. Understood. And of course, we appreciate that. And Janelle, does LMU accept AP, IB, or dual enrollment classes for credit? So the short answer is yes, but I want to speak a little bit towards each of those individually as it varies slightly in terms of how those credits can be articulated. So starting with the AP or advanced placement programs from the college board. So students are able to be granted credit at the time of their entrance to to LMU for subjects in which they received a minimum score of four. So if you have a four or five on your AP exams, when those official scores have been received from the College Board, then you'll be notified of the advanced placement course credit uh, in accordance with, we have a whole table outlining online exactly how it'll transfer over, whether it's lower division major courses, minor courses, elective core curriculum, etc. And then in terms of our IB credit, LMU awards up to six semester hours or up to eight for lab-based science courses, for higher level passes for which a student receives a five or above. However, I do want to point out that not all higher level examinations will end up yielding advanced standing credit. So again, we have a chart outlining all of this online as to which IB examinations have been approved for transfer. And then for dual enrollment courses, there's two different categories that we break this down to. First, we have our institutions that we have transfer agreements with, and then we have all other institutions. For our transfer agreements, we have 36 agreements in place and two more are actually pending at the moment. And so these schools, we've worked really closely with them and we have a chart that outlines exactly how your courses will be articulated over to LMU. And then for schools that are not part of our transfer agreement, we have created a database of courses from these institutions that have previously transferred. So these are not a guarantee that it will be exactly the same for you, but it provides a nice peace of mind of how your credits could be articulated over. Well, thank you so much for that explanation. We truly appreciate it. And Janelle, just so you know, I always include the Office of Undergraduate Admissions link in the show notes for the podcast. If there are any other links that you want me to share to make them available to the students and their parents, just send them to me. And of course, we'll make them available in the podcast show notes. So thank you so much. 
I know you touched upon it earlier, but I was also curious how important are students' grades in senior year? And can you give an example of why you would request a student's mid-year grades again in senior year? So if you're applying early action or early decision, that's the November 1 deadline, we're not going to see your mid-year grades, right? But what we will see is uh, what courses that you're taking. So we're going to be able to see if you've continued that rigorous course load and we're able to see if you're taking maybe a later course load or a bunch of electives your senior year. So we're able to see that without seeing your exact grades at the moment. If we feel that we really need your first semester senior year grades in order to make a better informed admission decision, that's when we're gonna start to defer students over into regular decision and we'll request their mid-year transcripts at that time in order to make it a more informed admission decision. And then if you're admitted and decide to LMU, we'll request your final transcript as well in order just to confirm continued success in your studies. So yes, senior year still matters and students should still (laughs) continue to put their best foot forward. Oh, we appreciate that. And Janelle, do you have an honors program at LMU and how are students considered if so? In other words, do they have to apply separately or is it part of the overall application? So yes, we do have an honors program and all students have the ability to apply to it. So it is a separate application process. So there's an email that gets sent out letting students know when the application is available and a link to it online. And the application for honors is reviewed by the director of the honors program, not the Office of Undergraduate Admission. The application itself is going to require a cover letter and your intent for reasons for implying, a short essay based on a prompt, a few short questions in order to help the honors program get to know you better, a recommendation from someone who can objectively evaluate your academic potential, and then you also have the option to submit any other material. So if you have a portfolio, a video, a website, a writing sample that you think would be really important for the honors program to see, you are more than welcome to send that along as well. And then just to provide a little bit of context of what the university honors program looks like at LMU. We have a diverse community of curious students and faculty from all five colleges who are connected by this love of learning and intellectual immersion. So they create and share new ideas. They like to span beyond their traditional interdisciplinary boundaries. And uh, like LMU at large, the University Honors Program emphasizes a whole person education and service and creating a better world for others. Um, The Honors Program takes us a step further by providing students with even smaller class sizes and a really unique interdisciplinary curriculum. So they have access to innovative and dedicated faculty, one-on-one mentorship and research opportunities, and it's a tight-knit community. So the honors program classes are actually capped at 15 students. Well, we appreciate that overview and explanation in terms of it being a separate application. So students, make sure you check in your email after you apply, as if you're going to be considered for it, you will receive a separate email. So thank you so much for the explanation, Janelle. And what are some examples of college essays that really stuck with you, Janelle? In other words, when you read them, you thought this student needs to be in our classrooms right here at LMU. So for me, an essay is going to stand out, not because of the topic specifically, but more so because of a student's writing ability and effectively conveying their message. I want to learn more about you through this essay. This is your chance to really share about yourself in a slightly less structured space, right? It's not the activity section or the statement of intent or the transcript. 
this is your time to show your true colors. So you have 100% control over this part of your application. And I encourage you to use that to your advantage. Take your time when writing your essay and make sure you edit your essay so that your voice shines through. You're the one that's applying to LMU and you're the one that wants to attend. So I wanna hear your voice at the end of the day. But I will say I do appreciate when reading an essay, if it ties back to a lesson that was learned or an area of growth. So something that makes you who you are today. I think that helps an application to become more human rather than just another file that comes across my screen. It provides more insight into who you are because I want to learn more about you. And what about students, Janelle, that may have had an IEP or a 504 while in high school? What does LMU offer those students once they're on campus to make sure that they continue to be successful? So accommodation plans from high school do not automatically transfer over. However, the Disability Support Services Office will review those previous IEP and 504 plans as it shows a history of accommodation. And so applying with Disability Support Services is on a voluntary and self-identifying basis. So if you had an IEP or a 504 plan in high school, I encourage you to reach out to Disability Support Services directly and they can speak to you on an individualized basis. However, I will say some of the more common accommodations that have been in place include but are not limited to priority registration, assistance in scheduling classes and accessible locations, permission to under-register, permission to audio record lectures, note-taking services, and extended testing time. Well, we appreciate that. And this has been a tremendous conversation, Janelle. And unfortunately, it leads us to our last question, which is, what are the top three pieces of advice you would provide a student and their parents getting ready for the college admissions process? I would say for my first piece of advice, stay organized. I am a huge advocate <laughs> for outlines, checklists, and reflections. I think an I organize my whole life on spreadsheets, if we're being honest. Um, but every university is a little bit different. So I would encourage creating a spreadsheet that outlines the various details of each university and the major that you're interested in applying to. So some of the things that I would notate would include application deadlines, that's key, which major you're applying to. Sometimes universities call them slightly different things. Um, the size, the location, the cost of attendance, what scholarship opportunities look like. Do you have to submit separate applications for those scholarships or are they automatically considered? Um, if there are any additional application requirements, and I would also write down the email address of your admission counselor at that institution. They are a huge asset to you. And if you have questions, feel free to reach out to them. And then if you have the ability to visit an institution, whether it's in-person or virtually, take a moment after your visit to write a brief reflection on what you liked or didn't like about that institution. After a while, things are gonna to start to blur together, so you might start to forget those details. So writing it down helps to just remember it as you're looking back. My second piece of advice would be to take your time. Start the application process early and continue to revisit your application details throughout your senior year. Don't just wait for the night before it's due. You know these application deadlines, so don't wait for the last minute. You don't know if there's gonna be a last minute emergency, some sort of technological glitch. So just take your time and start early. Start writing down your activities that you've been involved in. Ask your parents or friends if you're missing anything or forgetting anything. 
write a few different versions of your Common App essay and decide what you like best, not which you finished first. It's your application, so you wanna make sure that your voice and who you are is shining through. And if you break down the application and do just a little bit at a time, it doesn't feel so overwhelming. So set aside a little time each day or every other day just to work on your application. And then for my third piece of advice, remember that you are the one that is going to college, not your friends, not your parents or guardians, not your other family members or teachers, but it's you. So figure out what you are looking for in a university. Everyone has a lot of opinions, but it's your opinion that matters most. And so I know it can be hard to tune out what other people are saying about the college admission process. And a lot of times it feels like everyone is trying to one-up each other, (laughs) but try to think about where you see yourself being happy because you are the one that matters in this application process. Well, those are tremendous pieces of advice. This conversation has been so thorough and so amazing. I'm really happy because I know it's going to help so many students and their parents. Janelle, thank you so much for being with us. You were truly amazing. I hope to have you again on the podcast soon. It was an absolute pleasure, John. Thank you so much for having me. And as I mentioned earlier, folks are always more than welcome to reach out to us and we're happy to help and answer any other questions that they might have about LMU or the college application and discernment process. Well, the pleasure was all ours. Thank you again. You were awesome. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.